Welcome to the Moving Up Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Wilson, CEO of the Wilson Group Real Estate Services, and my passion is creating success in people by sharing my experiences in real estate, entrepreneurship, and community involvement. My partner, Heather Warmbrod, and I will be hearing from expert leaders in these spaces and giving you practical advice to help you accelerate your business. So pull up a seat because we are about to have a lot of fun. It's time for you to move up. Hey, hey, everybody. It's another exciting Moving Up podcast. And why? Because as most of y'all know, we are in season three. And over the past two seasons, we've had some guests that really resonate with our listeners. And we can see how many unique listeners are listening to each one. And so we're bringing back for a repeat performance, Miss Leslie Robbins, or Mrs. Leslie Robbins, I guess. <laughs> yes, thank you. Leslie is the owner, president, CEO of Robbins Life Coaching. And every time, well, you've been on once, mm-hmm. but I learned so much on that. And she yeah. gave Heather and I homework to complete mm-hmm. for this session. And I learned a lot just doing my homework. <laughs> so, Leslie, welcome again. Thank you. Heather Thanks and I are delighted. Thank you. I was excited to here. come back. Yeah. Hey, yeah. give just a quick, brief update of who you are. Just a 30-second blurb. Okay. So I am an ADHD life coach, but I, I work with clients who, they don't have to have ADHD. They could love someone with ADHD. They could know somebody with traits that have that are similar to ADHD or have traits that are ADHD. And um, I swear a, she's not pointing at me. No, I'm not pointing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, no judgment. No. No. Um, no. But it, you know, in this scattered, crazy world, there are a lot of traits out there and people are experiencing them. And some of my clients experience them in every facet of their life. And I have three sons and two of them have ADHD. And I'm married to a wonderful husband named Justin. And he's helped me along this journey. And my kids inspired me to kind of go back in this, you know, second half chapter of my life to pursue this training and to be able to help other people so that I guess, you know, I felt like I could have used some help when I was, you know, raising my kids and learning all about this. And I want to be that resource for other people. So fantastic. So on the Moving Up podcast, I know a lot of our listeners think we just focus on real estate. That's our main thing that we do. However, we love entrepreneurship and community involvement. And what you do is so helpful across the board, whether it's your business, your personal life, your social life. However, so this is such an important topic for us. So I'm excited to dive into your material today. Well, great, right. Well, we often say, and I hear this at conferences a lot, is what works for the ADDer works for everyone. Mm -hmm. So makes sense. Yeah, yeah. There's definite crossover. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So where do you want to begin today? Oh gosh. Well, <laughs> um, I think when we were we were kind of brainstorming, mm-hmm. we were talking about when we are self-aware, there's just so much more potential for us. I was recently at a workshop or a talk by Ian Cron, who has the typology podcast and he's written the Road Back to You Enneagram work and pa- mm. the path between I can't remember. He has so many books. But anyway. He was sharing some research and he said that self-awareness is the key predictor of success in leaders. And I thought that Hmm. was really powerful. And he also said that 13% of the population are actually self-aware. Yeah. (laughs) I believe that. And they're all sitting in this room right right. now. (laughs) 
so it, that was, you know, uh, that was, you know, so we all have room to grow. Yeah. We do. <laughs> and really and truly, I was started thinking about this. The longest relationship that we have is the relationship with ourselves. Correct. So I think when we can learn and grow and find out what it is that we don't know and become more self-aware, then we can really impact the world around us because whether we like it or not, we are leading in some capacity, whether it's in our home, amongst our friends, at work, at school, with whatever we're doing. Somebody's looking at us and saying, huh, maybe I'll do it like they're doing it. Mm-hmm. Or that seems to be working for them. Or mm, they got away with that. Maybe I'll try that, you know? <laughs> right. And so we're setting an example. So if we can be self-aware, then we can just know better, do better kind of thing. That's right. So, yeah. And sometimes just taking a moment, we were talking earlier about you know, recovering, having your body recover and being able to be introspective and look inside ourselves. So many of us don't do it, don't want to do it or won't take the time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And it does take time. Mm-hmm. And, and and we do, we are so busy and the world is moving so fast. We're just go, 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 go. When we have our blinders up and we just don't stop. And then we collapse at the end of the day sometimes. Yeah. 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 Or don't have energy to make it through the day sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> or you have plenty of energy and you can't wait to go to bed. You go to bed, but then you can't sleep. Yeah. Because what did you call it? My chatterbox in my head never oh, yeah. goes so, to bed. So, <laughs> um, so I'll, we call that cognitive hyperactivity. Yeah. So That's for an... So, to use that my ADHD lens, when there is someone who is diagnosed with ADHD and it presents as inattentive, their hyperactivity component is the cognitive hyperactivity mm. piece or that preponderance of thoughts where the brain doesn't turn off. That's where that shows up for okay. them. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So, but when we can all have it, you don't have to have ADHD to have that, right. you know, yeah. the, the busy brain. Right. right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, great. So I came up with a couple of like talking points. And as I was doing this, I thought, ooh, these might be a lens that maybe people in the real estate business could apply with clients Mm -hmm. and apply introspectively to themselves too in some form or fashion. So I kind of came up with a list of like, how are we paying attention? And in my training, we talked about the six phases of attention. What are our executive function skills and how are they presenting? Because we don't typically score like high in every single capacity of executive function skills. And, and what the heck are executive function yeah. skills? I so didn't many know people until don't you know. Sent me the homework. Right. I was going, what? <laughs> right. So did you say six phases of attention? Yeah. That's okay. that's kind of how in my training that's where we focused on. And I'll talk about those. Okay, great. Um, and then part of executive function is working memory that falls under that umbrella. And that's such a big component of how we operate in our day. And I kind of have a couple of notes there I wanted to share, Um, along with memory in general. And then we bring in our character strengths and what we need and our values. So when we have an awareness of all of these things, then we know how we're coming into the world. Yeah, Mm -hmm. And, And sometimes we just don't realize where we're at. We haven't taken that pulse. We talked about the pause last time. Right. Yeah. So we haven't paused to notice, like, what am I feeling? What am I noticing? Am I living in integrity with who I am? Right. Uh-huh. Um, am I asking for what I need? Those kinds of things. Right. Right. So, okay. So, yeah. Yeah. So I guess start. let's start with how we're paying attention, those phases of yes, attention. Okay. That sounds great. Okay. So, um, and stop me whenever you have a question. So these sure. don't go in like an order. They could happen, spon- you know, like independently of each other. So 
or, or they or they can happen progressively as well. So the the six phases of attending it's basically how we're paying attention to something in the moment. So there's attending to a stimulus, which is focusing momentarily on something, mm-hmm. um, sustaining focus, transitioning or shifting our focus, hyper focus, hypo focus, and cognitive hyperactivity. All of these can benefit us in, in different situations, even the hypo-focus, because that's that daydreaming, that ideation, that, that creativity space that we can mm-hmm. go to if we have that real strong strength of creativity. And if we know what state or phase that we're in in our attention, then we can become aware of what do we need to do to access certain phases. Mm-hmm. What would the attention be when you are either driving somewhere or sometimes even in a conversation with somebody or you're at a board meeting. That's what I was just going to say. totally zone out Mm. and you miss 30 seconds. I mean, you totally just zone out or you're driving somewhere and you've zoned out and you arrive and you're going, oh, I know I got here. But I don't really remember yeah, my brain. Yeah, it's like we were in a else. trance. You were yeah, in a trance yeah. or autopilot. Yeah. So, but I'm I find myself my mind wanders or something in a board meeting or and then sometimes I get nervous to ask a question because I'm going, oh great, what if they covered that when I was zoning out? Yeah. Right. Is, right. Is that a face attention or is that just <laughs> Christy? Pay attention. Well, you know, and it could be a number of things. It could be like, how is that information grabbing our attention? Is it interesting? Well, and we'll talk about what supports that that sustaining attention, and those uh-huh. are processing okay. modalities. Okay. okay. And so, if we find that we are are we're getting distracted or our thoughts are wandering, maybe we're not like super interested in the material or we have a lot going on and how we process information can help us with that sustained information. And we'll talk about that shortly because when we know what our processing modalities are, we can pull those in to help us pay attention a little bit more. Okay, great. Yeah. I was in an all day board retreat last week Mm -hmm. and I feel like from 830 to about 1030, I was great. 1030 to about 1230, you lost me. Yeah. I feel like we got in the weeds. You totally lost me. Like I was, was, and I was like, what is going on? I was really trying to work hard to focus on what we were doing to answer the questions. And it was hard. Yeah. It's really hard to kind of bring myself in. And I had not been, I guess, in an environment like that in a while to where I really, it's like taking a test for the first time in a really long time where you just had to get back in the seat and go, okay, Heather, bring it together. You've got to be here until four o'clock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's tough. I know. And that's what our kids are doing at school all day long. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Hence yeah. why I was always in the hallway in trouble because I kept talking in class. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. It was really yes. hard. Yeah. Yes. Especially yeah. when you knew more than the teacher. No, just, <laughs> <laughs> just, right? kidding, just kidding, y'all. <laughs> that's funny, Christy. It does not surprise me at all. <laughs> Actually, I was not the problem. It's that she would always move me to a different place and people would start talking to me. Uh-huh. And my my voice carries and everyone else had very, I just, I've just always been loud. I mean, I had a, a voice that carries. Yeah. Yeah. Just. <laughs> well, 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 and I saw some of your scores on your homework, so we'll talk about that. Oh, good. Because <laughs> I was very sense. curious about my scores. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was yeah, surprised yeah. at some of my scores. Yeah. Yeah. 
So I asked Heather and Christy to do an executive function skills questionnaire and a processing modality questionnaire. And these are things that I do with my clients, whether they have ADHD or not, because we will have strengths in these areas. And then we will have, especially with executive function skills, and then we'll have areas that may be weaker. They may be all on the lower scale, depending on what we have going on. They may be all on the higher end of the scale, but there are things that we might need scaffolding for. And so that's important to know. And so that's when we start bringing in our awareness of those things, then it can help us with our attention and our organization, our planning, our prioritizing and that kind of thing. So when clients come to me and say, I just need some tips and tricks, well, what might work for you, Heather, might not work for Christy. Which is what I asked you. (laughs) And she was like, hang on, let's back up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because it's so like, what I do is so personalized and so individualized that, you know, I can't say, well, you just need to do that. But Mm -hmm. because if they are, have this different kind of brain wiring or different way of being and doing things, then it's not going to work. Right. It's it's just not. And Mm -hmm. so we've got to figure out, you know, who the person is Mm -hmm. to support, you know, what their needs are. Mm -hmm. But that, you know, we don't have to spend a whole lot of time on that attending attention piece, but I did want to mention like that just for some some foundational stuff. Yeah. Hearing about that was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So the processing modalities, this is what we need to pay attention to. Okay. Okay. And so let me pull out, I have... I have your scores here. <laughs> Gosh. And it's not, it's neither, like, there. it's not right. good. You I know knew what it I mean? wasn't yeah. a pass-fail. No, it's it, not it a was pass-fail. It is, it's data. When, when I <laughs> tallied them, I was like, well, that kind of makes sense. This is sort of who I am. Yeah, yeah. So I'll go over each one, and then you guys can let me know if, I can rank, give your scores and ranking if you okay. want me to do it that way. Sure. You let me know. Okay, so I work from eight different types of processing modalities. Okay. And some of these are going to sound familiar to to everybody, but the first one would be auditory and it's needing to hear instructions or what's being said so that you know what it is that you're doing. Mm -hmm. Being visual, needing to see an object to concentrate or to be able to comprehend. Kinesthetic, you need to move so you can focus and understand. Tactile, you need to touch or feel an object to learn. Verbal, you need to talk to work out thoughts and feelings. Conceptual, you need to get a global understanding with all the pieces clear. Emotional, you have a strong positive emotion to focus and learn. And then intuitive is, this is interesting to me, and I love when this happens to me, you receive this spontaneous insight or like a sense of information and it just, it comes in flashes. It's Mm -hmm. like you have a knowing about this and you have no idea why, but you're usually right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't always have that, but sometimes it's, it's present for me. I I don't know if it's, I'm picking up on like social cues or it's, you know, a social intelligence strength that I, you know, have from the character strengths test. I'm not sure how that, where that comes from for me. But with auditory, let me go back to visual. Visual can be something like if I have, if I'm sitting at my desk when I was taking some of my training, there was something outside my window. And if I didn't have something to focus on while I was listening, then I, I would get kind of lost. Like mm-hmm. that, there was something that anchored my attention to where I could actually hear what was going on. So I, in that moment, I was using auditory and visual. And the research shows that if you can bring in three of your strongest processing modalities, especially when something is boring, or if you're sleepy, or if you know something else is kind of pulling you, if you can access three different 
modalities or more, then you're more likely to be able to pay attention longer and, and hold on to the information that either you're having to learn or, you know, that you're, you know, trying to jot down or, or whatever that may be. So auditory hearing something, sometimes students' auditory is important to them. They may need something in the background, a music playing while they're doing their homework. That's mm-hmm. how that can show up. Kinesthetic is being able to move, sitting in a swivel chair, pacing when you're talking on the phone. Sometimes, especially I would think in the real estate business, you know, being able to get up and move and not stay stationary, mm-hmm. or, you know, is supportive for a lot of people if, if they really love their job because mm-hmm. they're constantly going and doing different things. The tactile, sometimes that might be writing with a really nice pen for somebody if, or they may have a preference. Like if this pen doesn't write right, ugh, yeah, they're not going to be able to take their notes, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. Verbal, obviously, talking things out. And then conceptual is that why. Like these are the people that they want to know why. And if you ever have, you know, had little kids in your life and they're like, why, why, what? Well, then there may be some conceptual Mm -hmm. components to their personality there and wanting to know. So, yeah. So. Cool. How'd we do? How'd you do? Okay. So, (laughs) um, Christy, your top score for, or your dominant processing style is intuitive. Mm Mm-hmm. And then your next three highest scores in order are emotional, conceptual, and verbal. Mm -hmm. So the talking in the class, it could be chatting with friends, but it also could be talking about what it is that you're learning, or like there were study groups, or if you've learned something and you want to go share it with somebody else, that verbalization helps anchor the material. Mm -hmm. And I found the intuitive one as my top Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. like I scored a three on every single one of those, mm. which was the highest one. Me mm-hmm. too. Uh-huh. Are we both intuitive? <laughs> I know. <laughs> just see what Leslie says. And, and I just, I we mean, didn't discuss this. No. We didn't at all. No. And then it was, I was like, did they do this together? No. <laughs> are, are, yours, are yours the same as mine? I don't know, no. Leslie. Okay. I didn't add mine up. Okay. All right. So they're a little bit different, but there's some similarities. Okay. So. Well, I'm just going to say this to Heather though, because yeah. I am a gut reaction. Mm. I have a gut about things. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been struggling right now with, Somebody made me an offer on one of my properties, and it was like one of those too good to be true offers. And I've mm-hmm. been struggling with it because I love this piece of property, and it cash flows like nobody's business. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I've just been, eh. and then last night I just listened to my gut and said, I'm not selling it. And I have been so zen ever since. I'm, I mean, I was really struggling with this. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I mean, I'm like, Christy, it's not that big of a decision. But man, once I let that go and said, this is what I'm doing because it was my gut telling me that uh-huh. not to do it. Because mm-hmm. the number said to do it, but the gut was don't do it, which yeah. means to me the market's going to keep going up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but I just felt so at peace once I listened to my gut on yeah. that. Yeah. But anyways, you go ahead about your intuitive. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you actually say? tied for emotional and intuitive. You had oh. like the same high score for that, um, which cool. is interesting because that was like your emotional was your second yeah. highest, mm-hmm. um, Christy. And then, um, and then it followed with conceptual, auditory, and visual. Okay. All right. And I was conceptual, but I wasn't auditory or mm-hmm. visual. And, and he, like, and Heather and I were talking before, like maybe a couple of weeks ago, we were talking about the whole verbalization and you're like, just give me the facts. Like, don't yeah. tell me a whole, you know, you like to receive information in bullet points, mm-hmm. short spurts, don't go right. on and on and on, which could also be maybe why you were not paying attention in that meeting because maybe there was too it many was words. Too much. <laughs> yeah. Too many words. Yeah. I had hit my word limit yeah. by 1030. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> See, and to me, that's what auditory is. When I hear all that, I'm like, just shut me down. 
but I like to be verbal. Like for me, I was looking at this, how I process stuff. Like I talk out loud to myself. I talk it through versus. And it can be that it can like, so you can, by hearing your own voice, Uh like I have, I have some clients that like to, they'll read the instructions out loud. Mm -hmm. So it's a little bit of verbal, a little bit of auditory. Mm -hmm. But I remember when, and when Heather and I were were talking, like that's not how you give information. You don't give information verbally and you prefer to receive it in short spurts, maybe visually in a list, like the bullet points, Uh that kind of thing is maybe, you know, you would have to tell me if that's true or not. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm very much a list person. Mm -hmm. I think Christy is too. Yeah. We like our list. I like just short bullet points. Yeah. Yeah. If I get an email with paragraphs, I'm just not going to read it. I I shut down. Yeah. It's too many words on the screen. And I I just received an email from a Spanish teacher and it's three paragraphs and I still haven't read it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I literally (laughs) shut down. I'm like, "Eh, too much. Right. Because that taxes the brain. The brain's like, I have got to sort through all of that. I don't even want to do that. Just tell me the 10 bullets you need me to know about your class. Yeah. That's all I need. (laughs) For my child. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. And even when an agent comes in um, to my office and he or she may be struggling with a situation mm. and they want to give me all the backstory. I'm just me. Let me hear the just question the facts, first. Ma'am. I yeah, know. I'm like, I need the questions first. And, and then the conceptual. I, piece. Yeah, the, yeah. I need, oh, is that just the conceptual? Yeah. yeah I just yeah. need, and then we'll fill it in as we go. Yeah. And, yeah. So, and I'm the verbal processor giving you way more information than yeah. you need to know, <laughs> which is a work in progress for me. Like I'm really trying, especially, if, yeah, there's some people in my life where I'm like, oh, I'm watching their eyes glaze over. Yeah. I need to come back and give the so points. So Leslie, what's so cool about this though, is going back to what you said about being self-aware. Mm. Yeah. I mean, learning some of this, I'm going, other people, it, yeah, it's yeah, just different. It's so different. Yeah. And being self-aware of how each other needs to give and receive information yeah. and picking up on their verbal cues yeah. and hoping that they pick up on your verbal cues yeah. as well. Right, right. And it's like, we only have the brain that we have. So sometimes... Bless we, its little heart. I know. Bless <laughs> <laughs> <So>, my heart. <laughs> so we kind of feel like, oh, is the world is operating the way we operate yeah. because that's what we know. Right. And so if we don't ask other people, what what do you need from me? Or even share with them, hey, I will be quicker to respond if you give me information like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then that's a way to advocate for the way you need to mm-hmm. process information. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm married to someone who needs to kind of talk it all out. Yeah. Sorry. And so I've been very, <laughs> I'm very, I have to be very patient with that. Mm-hmm. And I'm married well, to a bullet list guy. Okay. So yeah. I've got and, to and it's, it's hard. Opposite. But it's better than someone who shuts down completely and this won't true. talk at all. And then right. you're left trying to fill in the pieces with limited information. So true. And then you make stuff up in your head. Ex- because exactly. you have yeah. no direction, no, no comprehension of where they are. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so if we're not feeling like we're being heard or received, sometimes we can shut down and not know. Or and, it shuts you down yeah. because you're not you're not getting anything. Exactly. So and like, the sto- oh. and both parties will make up stories in yeah. their head about what they think is going on and assumptions. And it, it may not be true. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that self-awareness it comes yeah. back. And, and, mm-hmm. and really, truly, I think we talked about this in the last episode that when I was on, or the episode that I was on before, is when we can bring in that character strength of curiosity, and we all have it, then it takes out judgment, counterbalances our, that judgment piece that we have. And then we can come in and say, hey, I'm noticing this. Yeah. What do you need from me? Mm-hmm. But we have to be self-aware to know to come into that situation right. mm-hmm. like right. that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Harry Allen, co-founder and chief relationship officer of Studio Bank. 
Studio Bank is passionate about what our members create, and we're here to support you through the process. We provide capital and services to build businesses. We offer mortgage and home loan options, whether you're a first-time home buyer or purchasing your fifth home. We work with artists to reach their audiences. We help nonprofits transform our community. And often, the most important work we do is simply empowering individuals to pursue their dreams. We're here because what you create matters. Let's create something together. Visit studiobank.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS number 1761767. This is so helpful. It's helpful in thinking of the clients that I've had yeah. in the past and just being curious. Mm-hmm. Um, I have found that, you know, when I work with investors, I tend to I enjoy all of it, but I tend to really enjoy it because they tend to be the bullet listers too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I also appreciate when there's, you know, a lot of emotion involved and there's a story to go along with, you know, why they're moving or why they're doing what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And and it's it's the curiosity piece, right? We just need to be aware and, and be curious. Yeah. Yeah. And that would make sense to me too, because I, I look back at the character strengths and because you guys were like the same, you're like twins. She has much better hair. <laughs> Let's be clear. <laughs> but spirituality was really high for both of you. Mm-hmm. And so there's meaning behind that. So in some story, having that meaning and that that peace and that emotional component is 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 good and helpful. Yeah. And yeah, emotional, meaningful bullet points. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 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 Right. Yeah. Well, it's funny, you know, talking about spiritual, this is totally off topic because I was thinking about where I don't pay attention and I'll be praying and then I'm like squirrel and I just mid prayer I just go somewhere else mentally you know I'm I'm quiet and and then there's I, I read Jesus calling mm-hmm. I try to read it in the mornings before I start my day and there's one day that they talk about Jesus saying I know you're getting distracted <laughs> and that you can't complete a thought or pray to me I'm like me that's me yeah. you're talking yeah. right to me so it's like crazy where your brain yeah your mind just is always sort of yeah. wandering so I would be curious if for you Christy. I don't know if praying out loud or having like having doing it in a different way. Well, I've started journaling it. Oh, journal- I've See, started yeah. journaling my prayers, That's- and it's been so much easier yeah. for me. Okay, or, yeah. or more thoughtful, and really, I can visualize that person or situation better. Yeah. So yeah. I, I start. I switched over about two months ago to do that, and it's been really yeah. helpful. Yeah. And so, if you're finding that you're getting distracted, then maybe there's another way to do it yeah. because there's yeah. no one way, right? Correct, yeah. Um, and that's going back to to working with strengths and, mm-hmm. and not, you know, it should be done X, Y, Z, you know, like this. And I often tell my clients, you know, there are no shoulds. Right. There really aren't because who says so? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there, society tells us things, we have these internal beliefs, but really and truly, if it supports what we're trying to get accomplished, it's okay to work from our strengths mm-hmm. and do it our way, mm-hmm. uh, especially for my clientele, because there are, our brains are so uniquely wired that if we tried to do it in a very neurotypical way, no, mm-hmm. we, we would completely, you know, squirrel and be distracted and not be able to do it. And then we would have that negative self-talk mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we would start to spin yeah. and it would be very frustrating and we might give up. And that's down painting a horrible picture, but we might go into that hypofocus and start daydreaming about wonderful things that we, yeah. you right, know, yeah. that right. are more interesting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, that was a total squirrel. I took yeah. us on. I apologize. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> moving right along to, <laughs> yeah. I guess the executive question yeah. there. <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, ex- the um, executive function skills. So 
I often will talk with teachers and parents and and others, and nobody really seems to have a really good concept of what does that mean. I mean, kind of come up with it, but it's very it's very specific. So, executive functioning means to have a goal, to think about how we're going to achieve the goal, to create an action plan to get to the goal, and to self regulate our behaviors and emotions to carry out the goal. So this reminds me of like the check boxes that you would get like on the kindergarten, first, second, third, fourth grade report card Mm -hmm. does work independently. Sometimes, often. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. Remember that? How yeah. they would like scale everything when you were in grade yeah. school with like yeah. your in what was supposed to be like independent skills and then you would get scaled. That's what this kind of reminded me of. Yeah. But an adult version. <laughs> <laughs> and it applies to all of us. And and, and actually, a very, very large percentage of people with ADHD have some executive skill deficits. It doesn't mean that they won't ever come online. It, it also doesn't mean that they will. But if we know where we're weak, then yeah. we can bring in support right. because it's like it, in life, I don't cut my own hair. I don't do my own taxes. I've heard other you know ADD professionals say that. And we often will bring in people to help us with things that we either can't do or don't want to do for mm-hmm. ourselves. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if we know where we're, we're strong, then that's great. If we know where we need to bring in some supports, then that's okay too. That helps us get more work done. Right. Yeah. And there's no shame in that. It's like if I were to say, hey, these glasses will help you if you're having trouble seeing. And that's kind of what the scaffolding is. This mm-hmm. is, it's, yeah, it's leveling the playing field. Yeah. yeah. I've always believed never never play to your weaknesses. Always mm. play to your strength mm-hmm. and get someone else to take care of the weaknesses. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a waste of time and the amount of frustration you have is insane. Yeah. And, and it just slows you down and mm-hmm. it, and it, it kind of creates this, I don't know, we want to flourish, mm-hmm. right? And so we're not flourishing if we're all the time focusing on our weaknesses. Correct. Yeah. 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 I was so saying taught that when I was that. in school. Yeah. I mean, that, that was just never taught when I was in school. And now I think it is, but it sure wasn't back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think if we can get better at our weaknesses, then in some formats, it is important. Yeah. But unless personal hygiene is your weakness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Let's be clear. <laughs> there can, yeah, you could definitely. <laughs> um, yeah. So knowing what these are, it's really key. So um, one of the models that I use, and I, I'll often give this with, to parents too, and it's Brown's model of executive functions that are impaired in ADHD. But I'll, I'll give out a list and I'll kind of run through them real quick. So the other, the other list, and this is what was on the questionnaire, and it included things like response inhibition, working memory, emotional control, task initiation, sustained attention, planning and prioritizing, organizing, time management, flexibility, metacognition, goal-directed persistence, and stress tolerance. It's a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a whole lot of skills. And so I'll focus a little bit on working memory because I think we're all tapping into that mm-hmm. all the mm-hmm. time. But are y'all curious about what where you scored? Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I'm curious okay. where they're keeping on these. <laughs> okay. So, Christy, you had um, your highest scores were metacognition, Goal-directed persistence and stress tolerance. And for those who may not know what metacognition is, that is kind of seeing the big picture, the bird's eye view of things, thinking about how we're thinking. Heather's. Okay, let's go here, Heather. All right, so your strongest skill, and you tied all three 
emotional control, organization, and metacognition were, okay. your, were your strengths. And, and these, again, they weren't terribly low at all, but this lower in ranking. Flexibility, goal-directed persistence, working memory, and actually there were three that tied here, working memory, task initiation, and sustained attention. I would agree with all of those. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and there was something you said, like one area. Oh, emotional control, but where you said you felt like it's so much better now than what yeah. a year or two ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what mm-hmm. was like? I just think perspective and just getting older and kind of being able to see things from different angles has kind of helped me. Maybe just meeting different people and kind of just becoming more aware um, yeah. of myself. I mean, as simple as that sounds, it it really is just kind of pausing and taking a look at how you react to things. And is that how you really wanted to react or did you just fly off the handle or did you just say it? So I I feel like for me, I've really tried to take a pause Mm -hmm. and really kind of think first Mm -hmm. and then respond. Yeah. Yeah. Give myself like a 24 hour rule. I know you've said that Christy and I've really tried to implement that. I don't have to respond right away. And I always used to feel like I needed to, and I'd, I don't. So I feel like I've implemented those tiny things Mm -hmm. and I feel like I've been. And is um, this on both a personal level and a professional level? And professional. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because there's things that happen in our business that can come across as a negative. And I have to just really kind of think about it and go, okay, that's a negative, but let's look at the big picture and see how I can present this to my buyer or my seller and work through it right. and come up with the solution first. Mm-hmm. Like, don't just deliver the news. Let's figure out how we're going to solve it. And then, so I feel like I've, a lot of that's just been mentoring and listening to other people and kind of how they've done things. And that's, I feel like that's truly helped me. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you know, I hear a lot of you bringing in that conceptual piece, mm-hmm. like seeing that big picture and by pumping the brakes and taking that pause, it gives you that space and time to look at it and know how to move forward. Yeah. 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 That's been a big, big help to me. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's funny because I was talking to someone recently about a transaction coordinator. So I've had the same transaction coordinator for five years. So she just helps me with like deadlines, shuffling paperwork back and forth to the title company. When we have a closing, she makes sure everything's in the perfect order and list for the Wilson group in a PDF format. And I've kind of beat myself up about it. Like, Heather, gosh, you you can do that. I'm fully capable of doing that. I track the dates myself, but and taking all of these mm-hmm, and getting yeah, to know this, mm-hmm, yeah. I'm like, that is the best thing I could do for myself, my clients, my business is to hand that piece off and then let me focus on my strength, yeah. which is the big picture and moving forward and helping other people Help, see kind yeah. of the big picture in, in the transaction. Well, creating that space to have more clients and serve your current clients better. Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and what I feel like it helps me do. Of course. Yeah. 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 And being effective. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're... You, and you available. Have, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you were doing all of this other stuff, it would seep into that availability. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think I would get overwhelmed. And, and even though it's not that overwhelming, but it's just taking that off your plate so that I can make room for other things. Right. Yeah. It increases the bandwidth. And if mm-hmm. we can take those weak executive function skills or weaker and bring in the supports then we have that bandwidth. Then we can start doing what we love doing. Right. Yeah. So, Leslie, what do we do with this now that we know this is really just an exercise in understanding how we operate? 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it helps us understand how we operate. And then the more we understand our own selves, then we can be curious about how, you know, our loved ones and our, you know, our people we work with, our friendships, how, how they're working. And so that we can be supportive in all of these different communities that mm-hmm. we live in and be able to advocate for what we need. Yeah. Um, like, I know I have to tell my kids, look, I'm going to need to have X, Y, and Z. Like, if you want me to say yes to something, this is what I need because I have to, you know, we didn't talk about needs yet, but like, you know, I need to know that you're safe, that, you know, I have all the information, you know, I have to have the facts and, you know, and then, and then if you can give me that information, I'm much more likely to say yes quicker than if you're like, you know, I'm just getting bits and pieces. Right. So that's just back to what we're talking about, that your, your mind starts questioning Mm -hmm. and wondering because you don't have all the information to make the correct decision. Right. Right. And so that's how, what I need to make the decisions because Mm -hmm. this is how I process information. Mm -hmm. And so I have to, have to create that space and help my kids understand they've got to pump their brakes a little bit because they can be a little gung-ho and excited and, you know, want to just go. But then the same thing with in, in relationships too, you know, I know people who have to precision is something that's very important to them. Me, not so much. I can give you an estimate and be okay. Yeah, right. right. Well, um, I hate to do this because I'm having so much fun, but we're going to need to wrap it up. What would be three good takeaways for our listeners to take today? Um, I would say be curious and notice how you're showing up in the world. Create moments to pause and check in with yourself and um, like, how am I reacting? What's going on with how I'm paying attention, really Mm -hmm. and truly? Because if we're not present, we're missing out. Excellent. We are missing Mm -hmm. out. And if we're going back, if we're going too far into the future, we're missing what's happening right in front of us. So where do our thoughts go? When do our thoughts go there? Mm -hmm. So we could recognize that piece so that we know maybe where our processing modalities, what, what do we need to be doing? Do we need to be taking notes? Do we need to be walking around? Do we need to be playing with a pen or like holding on to something to help anchor our attention to keep the distraction from coming into play. I don't know. I don't know if that's yeah. helpful. No, very yeah. good. As I sat here very still and took notes, I realized <laughs> that my <laughs> my cues because my conceptual vision of all this is is huge. Mm. Mm-hmm. So as always, I cannot thank you yeah. enough, Leslie, for being on our show today. Yes, well, I can't you. wait to have you back probably thank next season you. too, because we could go on and on with this. And I think it's so beneficial to our listeners. So for all of our listeners out there, all of Leslie's information are in the show notes. So if you want to reach out to her and get with her, this is just a snippet of what you're going to get today. (laughs) And also feel free to go back to our season one when you joined us and talked about character strengths. Yeah, Yeah, that was awesome. That That was really fun. That was so fun and interesting as well. And that's one of my favorite things in the world to talk about. Same, same. Yeah. We can't thank so, you enough, Leslie. Thank you. Yes, Thanks for having thank me. Thank you. You bet. Everyone, thank you for tuning in today. And if you have any questions or have some ideas that you'd like Heather and I to cover, reach out to us, podcast at wilsongrouprealestate.com and have a great day. Thanks, guys. Recognized as a nationally ranked top 150 accounting firm, Alexander Thompson Arnold CPAs serves Tennessee, Arkansas, Kentucky, and Mississippi by providing accounting, tax, and consulting services for clients ranging from small to medium-sized businesses. ATA offers several services other than traditional accounting to the Nashville area, such as technology solutions, litigation support, business valuations, marketing strategies, 
HR consulting, retirement plans, and third-party administration. Contact ATA partner David Hart by calling 615-662-2727 or visit them online at atacpa.net. Hey, if you're loving the show, go find that little follow button on your podcast app. This will ensure you won't miss a single episode. Until next time.